0: And welcome to another episode of the Sartorian Geek podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I am your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance, coming back one more time. And of course, let's jump right into the download. Now, this week's download is a game that is available on the PlayStation Family Systems, the Xbox Family Systems, including Game Pass, which is how I'm playing it, as well as PC, and it retails for the low, low price of 19.99. And this game is Escape Academy. Now, in this game, you're welcome to Escape Academy. Train to become the ultimate escape room master. Solve puzzles, hack servers, meet the faculty, and brew the perfect cup of tea. Entirely playable in single player or co-op with a friend local or online now i personally love the fact that this game has local co-op too many games nowadays miss that couch co-op functionality which is why games like teenage mutant ninja turtles shredders revenge partially have become so popular because of that couch co-op optionality or option uh in this case you can have up to six players on the couch playing together just like in the arcade as well as having that capability online and the fact that escape academy again a smaller game does offer that two-player couch co-op in escaping these escape rooms is really a testament to the thought that the game makers put into it so i am definitely excited to try that out haven't tried it out quite yet well at all but I am looking forward to uh, getting my partner and sitting down and trying to work through these escape rooms as a team. So that's my take on the download for this week Escape Academy. And again, it's on PC, PS4, and 5, Xbox One, S. X and is available through Xbox Game Pass via the cloud console and I believe PC as well. And if you're purchasing it, it can be purchased for the very low price of 1999. Now the spotlight this week goes to BlurCon. This past weekend, at least at the time of this recording, was the I believe the fifth annual Ver- blur con um, unfortunately 2020s was canceled due to the virus but 21 did happen as well as 17 18 and 19 so no this is technically the fifth one then yeah the fifth one What was it? anyway i forget uh when exactly the first one was I knew I'd been to everyone except for last year's and let me tell you it was wonderful. It was it was really great. Not my only caveat, but my only I guess maybe dissatisfaction. Not even dissatisfaction. I just, whether there were more sort of celebrity guests there, uh, and this year and, and cosplayers, not that the ones that weren't there weren't great. Orlando Jones. However, I did not get to interact with him at all. I've heard nothing but great things about his interaction with the fans, as well as the sessions he put on as well in the insight that he gave, especially, uh, one of the stories I was told that he relayed, was was that he understood the importance of the band director he played in Drumline. Not that uh, the character self was important, but the representation of a band director at a historically black college and university. And it's something that he really took a lot of pride in and understood the representation because not everyone gets to see behind the curtain of an hbcu so for that movie to come out and for it to be an authentic representation of what hbcu life was like particularly his role he made it a point to make it as realistic because he knew that others would be looking and judging and he wanted to educate them on what this world what this aspect of black culture was truly like so i appreciated that it's one of those roles that we in the black community I wouldn't say revere but certainly know him for and the fact that as an actor he as a whole I don't know too many of those where in hearing him talk and hearing his interviews he doesn't take seriously and understand the importance of what he gives to a role and what he's trying to represent. So I definitely appreciated that uh, and just his, his whole demeanor being there. And he was, he was such a part of the con. He wasn't like a celebrity isolated from everyone else. He was just a part of the convention. I love that about, Uh, mr orlando jones in addition to him he had various cosplayers who were there who were who were guests and and some were local some were not but it was just a really fun experience i will say this and this is one of the things i love about blurcon it's the panels and the different types of panels that you have um if you've been watching my channel over the years or not just the years but the months but years as well you know I've done a Sartorial and Geek panel at Blurcast Blurcom not Blurcast um, and this will be a, this year was the third one and I was joined again by my panelist uh, Dana from Good Red Herring as well as Will Map uh, from WillMap.com and this year we were joined by Frenchy from Jaimoda LLC if you've seen me on instagram especially during the height of the uh, pandemic uh, all of my webster style mask and my other masks were all handcrafted by her so i drafted her for this panel and we had a phenomenal panel uh, just talking about geek style sort of the future how to incorporate your fandom into your dress how to even gave this young one young woman a pretty much a consultation between the four of us it was just really a a great experience and i'm looking forward to seeing how we can expand this uh both in time and what we can offer as a collective uh next year because we just had an enjoyable time and it seems as though from my personal perspective for this being the third one this is absolutely the best one ever uh not just with regards to the content we put out but the attendance as well as the interaction with the crowd as well. it's just awesome. Also attended a couple other panels. The Blurred Mom panel was a really good one. It's very interesting hearing uh, not just moms, but parents in general talk about how they navigate the being a blurred with children who are blurreds and things that they do as far well as basic, basic parenting. It's, it's great to hear that conversation. I don't think we have those conversations enough uh, when it comes to us, as well as it was the uh, Black Girls convo i forget what it was with um and i forget her name i follow her on instagram uh, and that conversation that reared off a lot into representation and other things it was a, a very robust panel not as structured as i would uh like and that's me from moderating panels uh both personally and professionally for years and being a part of them there's a certain structure so it wasn't a whole lot of structure there but it did offer a very good conversation which is what i really enjoy most about many of the panels at BlurCon. of course the cosplay was was on point the arcade was awesome with the arcade machines with the home systems it was just free for all you had the tabletop room you had the anime room pumping out anime from the dc anime club 24 hours a day it was a non non-stop party let's talk about the food trucks and the concert stage outside uh even though when i went on saturday it was raining most of the afternoon concert was still going on it was live uh crazy eight the great was out there on friday uh, i don't remember all of the individuals that were out there on saturday but they're partaking some of the musical fare which was offered and the food let me tell you i only made one stop when i was there and i made a beeline for that jamaican truck those oxtails and peas and rice and plants contain taste just like i was in jamaica it was so good it was so so good but all in all i absolutely enjoyed blur con for meeting with cats i hadn't seen in years um talked to i met it was just it was a great experience and i am looking forward to next year's uh next year's theme is a uh, black fay or a i forget how they they say it, but it's all about black fay and black fairies uh not necessarily my cosplay uh wheelhouse so i'll probably just stick to uh, my normal fair but i know that's become very popular in the community as a form of expression so be i'll be very interested to see how that theme is really incorporated throughout black con not just with the cosplay elements but that's my take on BlurCon. again if you missed it you missed a uh, uh, something special in my opinion and i look for the con to continue to grow as the years go on now let's take out or let's go with some short takes shall we now i talked about the teaser for the monsters the rob zami take on the monsters a few weeks ago and this week they finally dropped the full version of the trailer and it is quirky very quirky i before i saw the trailer itself i saw some comments online talking about it was the worst trailer ever and people just criticizing it so i went into it very fearful as to what i was going to see and then when i finally watched it i absolutely loved it it was uh, quirky, it had a TV movie sort of feel to it, but I think that was done intentionally because it's the Munsters I don't think the Munsters is the property that would really survive a super duper 2022 upgrade. I think you have to retain some of that same aesthetic because an upgrade or update of a lot of those themes just wouldn't work in today's themes. You got to keep it old school, much like the Adams family even with the Adams Family movies, the cartoons that have come out recently, they still keep that main aesthetic of the Adams Family that's rooted back in the fifties and sixties, and they don't really update it too much for the current world. Just maybe their surroundings, but the people in general, they are still the same Gomez and Morticia and the crew, and the same thing with the Munsters. They are still the same. Now, this is actually interesting though because this is a story of herman and i forget the wife's name of how they met in their love story before they had their son eddie who was the werewolf and before the um cousin who was a normie uh, came to live with them i forget if they had a daughter or not i don't think so i think the cousin served as the daughter archetype in that so it was very amazing to that end all in all i enjoyed it immensely i love the quirkiness i love the tv movie-esque feel of it as a fan of the original monsters and the remake or update from the late 80s early 90s now i have not seen donated no neither tv movie uh, years ago haven't seen that didn't hear too many good things about it but as a fan of those two series i think that this movie could do the monsters j- justice now the question. Is is there an audience for this type of film? The Munsters have always played sort of second fiddle uh, to the Adams family when it comes to these sort of properties and i'm just wondering if since it's coming out in the theaters is it going to do well i don't know what the budget was i would assume the budget wasn't that much looking at it uh, and there's not a knock against the film it doesn't seem like a movie where you're going to have a high budget also rob zombies known for doing very high quality films with little to no money uh, so i am looking forward to see how this performs also, I got to give a kudos to, and I didn't look this up, but the gentleman who's playing grandpa, he is a spitting image of Al Lewis. Al Lewis was grandpa in the original Monsters. He doesn't quite sound like him, but he definitely embodies the vibe of that character based on the trailer. So I am definitely looking forward to this one when it comes out in September in theaters. Now, this may not be one I jump to go to theaters for, as if you hear my conversations on the uh, new release Wednesday, excuse me, Nerds Rule the World and some of our trailer reactions, you'll know that for many of us, it takes a, a very special film for us to come out of the house and go to the theaters even now where we are not in a pandemic, we're an endemic, but still better safe than sorry as far as I'm concerned. But I will definitely be watching it on day one whenever it comes to streaming and based on the company, I assume it's probably coming to... Peacock. but this will be good too, because if it does come to Peacock after that 45-day window, that'll put it right in time for the Halloween season, which would be great, especially if it comes out beginning of September. Uh, That would be a, a really awesome treat to have on Halloween, or at least during the Halloween season. Next up, speaking of scary properties, there is another walking dead series coming out in this case tales of the walking dead now i spoke on this a while ago when the story came out that this was coming and this is going to be a six episode anthology series so each episode will be a different story in the world of the walking dead at different times of the outbreak and various people big name actors who you know of parker posey um john malkovich and why am i forgetting um terry cruz yes are all in this uh, have their own also olivia munn is in it as well and I believe she's in the same one with Terry Crews based on the trailers. This is something surprising I'm looking forward to. I have fallen out of love with The Walking Dead a very long time ago and I lost track of Fear of the Walking Dead just based on that. Is some things that just I don't have time for anymore. I keep up every now and again. I've always loved that series and the characters so i've just fallen out of sorts with keeping up with the story but something like this an anthology series where it's just six episodes of six different stories i'm assuming there may be some intertwining of these stories so we'll see this is something that i think is a really good idea to reinvigorate the series uh not just for old fans but new fans alike i think with the serialized nature of the walking dead property especially at this point in time where there are more and more things that are trying to command our eyeballs and our attention. It's harder and harder to keep up with these properties and to stay involved in these properties as well. So I think this Tales of the Walking Dead is a good idea. And I'm looking forward to it when it comes out. I believe it's August 2nd. So the time of this recording about two weeks from now. Either two weeks, August 2nd or August 6th, both are in my head, but it'll be out in two to three weeks from the time of the taping of this episode. So I'm definitely looking forward to it to when it comes out. And for our last short take of the week, they, they as an Amazon finally dropped the trailer for Lord of the Rings, the Ring of Power. Now, this is a show that has been, how should I put it? Uh steeped in wokeness controversy since it debuted and that's without a single trailer or anything and and it was just utterly stupid as far as people being up in arms as to changes they were making and so on and so forth when it came to this now this is a property that is based on J.R. Tolkien's work but is not directly inspired from the book because this happens, it's going to be taken from the book because this happens before um, The Hobbit, before the Lord of the Rings trilogy so you see all of the different uh, races or individuals you see so much of the world before all of the uh, rise of Sauron so these rings of power as we saw with the story are basically going to be saw with the original Lord of the Rings trilogy are going to be the focus of of this series and it looks like i don't know i was i had the feels but i didn't really have the feels uh it wasn't like that excitement of when they announced the hobbit and seeing that in peter jackson returning even though those movies were nowhere near as good as the original lord of the rings trilogy they were enjoyable they were a nice sort of piece of the story so i got the feels from that then with this i think that you may have to be a very hardcore lord of the rings fan to get overly excited not saying i'm not excited but for me i see this as and this is something i've seen a lot of networks do they're looking for that next big fantasy property hbo had such success with game of thrones and now the spin-offs are coming out That everyone is trying to replicate Game of Thrones. And I see this is Amazon's way of replicating Game of Thrones with an established property. So that right there does not breed, hey, we're doing this for the love or we're doing this because it's like we thought this would be a good idea way back. We know it's a direct response to the popularity of shows like Game of Thrones. So with that, I am always uh, weary of those sort of cash grabs. Again, that's my opinion. It may be a good show. I don't know. Maybe a bad show. I don't know. I'll reserve judgment for when the show actually comes out. But based on the trailer alone, I'm kind of on the fence really i'm i'm really on the fence as far as this was saying. it doesn't excite me it doesn't wow me it doesn't make me want to go watch it but i will definitely sit down and watch an episode or two to get a sense of the show and to see if i like it or not so that's what the short takes we're actually going to take a break those short takes went very very long this week uh when we come back we got a whole lot to talk about comics miss marvel uh, a new uh segment of trekking out as well as some sort as well as some fragrance Stay tuned. Now, it's been a while, but I am very much a fan of indie comics. I have talked about Milestone, even though Milestone is not really indie, they always feel like an indie property to me because of their autonomy from DC Comics and their ability to tell the stories they want to. So I enjoy that. One of the comics that I've really come to love over the past, I can't believe it's been six years now, is Crossing from Red Stylo Media. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while now, you've heard me talk about Crossing before. And this is the main crux of the story is that an annoying goth princess hunts the Ricky train conductor who ran her over. She says her death was a murder, made to look like a suicide, and she can't cross over until he helps solve the case. So issues one through five had come out over the past few years via Kickstarter and issue six just dropped on Kickstarter. And I am proud to say I was like number four backing it, but it crossed its threshold of 3500 within just 24 hours. So big shout out to the Red Stylo crew for putting out a quality book that has really garnered a loyal fan base. I am not being paid for this. I just really love this book that much. And also this property as well. I've met some of the uh, creators behind the series many, many moons ago, and I've been a large, humongous fan of them and the work they put out since then. So I always champion these creators because they, they put out some good Good stuff. So, with issue six that is now out uh, via Kickstarter with a delivery date of October, we talked about Nina, who is the goth princess, and her saying that her murder, her suicide was really a murder. You are now going to come to the end of the story of the paranormal art couple. To see if they can put away a revenge killer and save Nina's little sister at the same time. This series really went um, into a deeper lore with gangsters and and drugs and high school coach. It it took turns that, that you never saw coming. That's why I love this series so much. And I'm looking forward to getting the sixth and final issue of possibly only chapter one. So we may be getting a chapter two. Who knows? Of this saga, and I'm looking forward to it. I definitely recommend you check this Kickstarter out. The link will be in the show notes. You can obtain issues one through six as one of the pledge mounts. I think it's what's called pledge mounts uh, with this Kickstarter. So if you're not up on the whole series, you can definitely get all of the issues, both digital and print. Not digital. I, I definitely recommend it. Personally speaking, I enjoy it. I love it, and. That's my take on Crossing number six. Go check out that Kickstarter. Check out previous issues of Crossing as well if you haven't. And yeah, that's that. Now let's get into our reviews. We have one review this week. And this week we are talking about Miss Marvel episode number six. Now, last week I lamented as to how they were going to really resolve this whole Miss Marvel story because it seemed like episode five really resolved a lot of her story and added some unnecessary bumps with now cameron getting these powers and not knowing to deal with them and not really knowing where it's going to go well even though sometimes the story wasn't as impactful as maybe we were looking forward to be this series has been enjoyable from start to finish and episode six was no different There's so much heart and soul in this series and the realization now her family knows about her powers. Her getting her suit from her mom, which is so cute and so special. Seeing them bond to that uh, duality between her and Kamran, as you know, he is visibly fighting his anger and trying not to be. What did the um oh, the mosque leader said? And excuse me, if um I forget what the um head of the mosque is called, Imam, I think it is. Said to him as far as do not just because your enemy is your enemy don't treat them like they're your enemy or something to that effect and those words were very powerful i love the community aspect of miss marvel i love this community this is a community that i want to be a part of i i think that in our social media world that we are so disconnected To see a representation of a community, not just a Pakistani community or an Islamic community, a community in general is such a refreshing notion because we are all so disconnected yet connected through social media. Uh, We are a society that doesn't know our neighbors anymore. We are a society that does not, you know, really break bread together as brothers and sisters across uh, cultures like we used to at least when I was a kid and seeing this depicted on television just it's it's wonderful to me and I just really love how this is consistently done on this show. Now getting off the of feel part of it the story was advanced. Uh, you got to see a sort of resolution to Cameron's issue. You also saw a more prominent role of of damage control, especially in this episode, which I like. I like the role that they took. We saw some of them way back in Spider-Man was it um, Homecoming? I think it was. So to actually see more of that agency what they can do, what their task to do outside of just collecting this uh, alien technology but also uh, super powered individuals, it almost is akin to what S.H.I.E.L.D. used to do So I'm interesting as far as how S.H.I.E.L.D. functions in this new MCU post-Blick since damage control is doing some of what S.H.I.E.L.D. used to do. So that was interesting, but also and this is something that uh, I saw online before I actually watched the episode was the whole notion that Kamala is able to yield the power of the bangle because of a mutation in her DNA, and and i wouldn't think anything of it because frankly she's part jen so there is other dimensional dna there to begin with however those sly devils at marvel when bruno said that i don't know if you noticed and saw that episode you heard the interpolation of the X-Men anime series theme song played when he said that I was like y'all slide devils y'all some dirty dogs for doing that now there has been much speculation now because of this that this is how they are introducing mutants into the MCU and personally I don't see it as such I mean Kamala is a different entity altogether than human mutations she is a mutant or she has a mutation in her DNA and she is part gen. So she's not human. So it's almost a play on the Inhumans coupled with a play on the um, X-Men as well. So I, I like that. But also... The after credit scene. Oh man, I was just... That was such an Easter egg. That was so wonderful, in my opinion. Was, if you're a fan of the comics, you know when the, when Kamala, the inhuman version of Kamala, first went through Terra Genesis when she came out of a cocoon. She looked like the very representation, representation of what she thought beauty was and what she thought a hero was. She came out looking like Captain Marvel. Well, in the post credit scenes, she somehow change herself into looking like Captain Marvel and that is how the episode ended and I was like man y'all threw two easter eggs at us within the span of like 10 minutes like Marvel y'all some dirty dogs straight up dirty dogs so we'll see a continuation of that story in the Marvels which comes out sometime next year but I I think that the aimlessness of Miss Marvel, and I don't mean that to be to slight the series at all, there wasn't a main villain really. Uh, it was more about Kamala and her family, and I think that was very different from what we've seen with other Marvel series. Even, well, maybe not so much. Hawkeye was very much about Hawkeye, Hawkeye's family, and Hayley Steinfeld's Hawkeye as well, and her family, and you had that main villain. But let's be real, Kingpin wasn't the main villain. It was a way of introducing him. The the uh, tracksuit mafia, mafia, they were there. Like there were a lot of different moving parts to this. He even gotten in, uh, Florence Pew's Black Widow, there wasn't a central villain that needed to be defeated toward the end. And actually, I'll say that even for a lot of the Marvel series, uh, even Winter Soldier falcon and winter soldier there wasn't like you thought you knew what the main villain was but then you had captain america's u.s agent who ended up becoming a villain as well to a to an extent so uh, these marvel series are, are, are different are different animals when it comes to how things end and how the stories actually progress and i think now I'm reflecting on it miss marvel wasn't too dissimilar but i think because of the nature of the character it just feels so much different than everything else that had come before it as far as how it was executed but that's my take on miss marvel now let's get into star trek unfortunately obviously if you listened to last week's trekking out you know that strange new worlds has unfortunately ended and with that i had two choices to continue this series uh one start watching discovery or two start watching lower decks i am still on the fence with discovery so i decided lower decks and again I'm not saying Discovery is a bad show. I just have not been feeling it. There's something about Discovery, especially now in comparison to Strange New Worlds, where it just doesn't seem like it fits where it fits in the timeline. I think that's my biggest gripe about Discovery. It's not the cast. It's the whole presentation. It looks like a new show. Okay, I ain't talking about that one. So, Lower Decks. So, I decided to check out Lower Decks, especially with the announcement that Season 3 is coming out next month. So, I decided to sit down and watch Episode 1 of Season 1, entitled Second Contact. One of the reasons I hadn't watched Lower Decks before was because I was always concerned about it not being Star Trek enough. It's weird to say that. But there's certain things that just feel like Star Trek, just like Star Wars. There's certain things that feel like Star Wars and some Star Wars properties that just don't. They feel weird. They feel out of place. You see the characters, you see the backdrops, landscapes, themes, but they just don't feel like they fit. And with Lower Decks, I was always concerned about that, particularly because of its comedic nature. Well, after watching episode one, I'm I'm a fan I was sold on the comedic nature. I was sold on, I mean, we had a zombie outbreak on the ship. The uh, I forget the name of the USS Christos or something of that nature. Uh, Ciceros, I think is what it is. Correct me if I'm wrong in the emails. But I really enjoyed this episode. The voice acting is great. Uh, Don Lewis is there. That's the one name I recognize. Don Lewis from a different world and hanging with Mr. Cooper and many, many other things. As far as the show is concerned, it was a really fun 24 minutes of television. Definitely one. It's Star Trek where you can watch it with the whole family. Not saying I couldn't watch Strange New Worlds with the whole family or watch Discovery with the whole family or Picard with the whole family. Well, maybe not Picard. Uh, and not because of it's not a good show or a bad show, but sometimes if someone's not steeped in Trek lore there's some things you have to explain with these series and Picard is one of those series I feel like I would be explaining to people um things if they're not familiar uh Discovery maybe not so much uh definitely not Strange New Worlds I think Strange New Worlds is a series you can come in um and not know anything really but Lower Decks is definitely one that's accessible for everyone in all ages and it still feels like star trek to me so i really enjoyed it so i would definitely be covering it more um as we go along especially until i don't know the next series is coming out i don't think there are any new series for the live action front that are coming out until next year probably the same time frame as uh this year so that means discovery probably coming out january is um January, February, Picard will be coming out May-ish, I think. And that means that Stranger Worlds will be coming out around July time. If not July, May. Yeah. So all around that. So so first half, first second quarter of next year, we'll probably be seeing all the new Star Trek series drop. So I'm looking forward to riding this one out over the next couple weeks. Maybe double up on a few episodes. But this one is definitely one that I'm enjoying after episode one second contact I definitely recommend now let's talk about some luxury it's time for the tutorial slice and over the past few weeks I have been reviewing the coach charter backpack 24 in signature canvas in a tan rust color now I will tell you personally I have always been of the notion that uh, luxury isn't exactly as luxurious as they say especially for the price tags and i'm always one to look for the best deal that suits my predetermined budget for any particular item so a coach bag has never been a bag that's been on my radar now i've never heard anything about coach as a brand as far as quality i know that um there are a couple coach wallets and whatnot posters in the house uh again nothing i've never heard was was bad about the company quality i can't say that about all luxury band brands i'm also not one that wears a lot of labels either so advertising a brand especially when a backpack is 350 dollars, and i'm pretty much a walking billboard for you has never been my style at all. So that's another reason why coaching brands like that have never been on my radar, because I am not paying you and then walking around endorsing you. That's just me, personally speaking. But when I was contacted about reviewing this bag, this backpack, of course, I said, yes, what kind of fool do you take me for? Yes, I'm going to take a coach bag for review. So I received the bag. Uh, the unboxing is on Instagram and on webstar.com. So with that, I've been using it for a few weeks. I've used it for my walks. I've also uh, used it for my bag for Blurcon. Uh, With my my tablet, my mini surface, as well as uh, battery packs, uh, another phone or two just for taking pictures and video uh, in case my regular phone died, as well as water and some snacks. Always take snacks with you to conventions, ladies and gentlemen, because the food prices are high. So I will say I am very impressed with the quality of the bag. It is a, a very sturdy bag. Uh, first and foremost, I, I would expect for a $350 retail price tag of US, it will be a sturdy bag. It is also very tightly constructed. There isn't a lot of wiggle room uh, with the canvas and leather combination of the bag. I do love the tan Color, I have. A, I'm very predisposed. If I want a leather bag, I want it in that sort of tannish, caramel, uh, rust colors. A tan rust, in this, as far as official description. I really like that. I like the way that can counter have suit you're wearing especially if you're wearing something like a navy suit or a gray suit i, I love the counter with that now if you listened a few weeks before uh you notice i talked about not wearing a backpack with a suit and i am still very much on that bandwagon in this case though since i was at a convention and even though i was still dressed in a uh, suit and tie attire one day was cosplay the second day i was more casually dressed so a backpack certainly would fit in both of those occasions so I really liked it I it was large enough to carry everything I needed my only downside to it was it it wasn't as malleable as I would have liked in a Backpack meaning that it's not much wiggle room as far as sticking things in there and having to stretch out a little bit compared to other backpacks where you may be used to, you know, have a little extra room with the material for it to stretch and really for it to be shaped because of the stiffness of the backpack, it's not one that. I could fit much more into it, but also between some of the stands I had, battery packs, water, snacks, and computer, as well as notepad and, and, and wireless uh, charging device. Sometimes I had to go in and readjust how things were situated to close the bag. And again, that's me overpacking, and not so much of any downside to the bag. But just to know you are not fitting a whole whole lot in this bag. This is a, a smaller bag, but it's one that I think is larger than say my over the shoulder sling pack that I have, uh, which I'm just really able to fit in the computer, the notepad and charger, and then maybe the uh, charging cord for the actual mini surface. And that's about it. So this definitely does give me more room. It gives me more pockets, both uh, exterior with that large extra pocket, which is really good for holding things like wallets and phones and battery packs as well. In this case, uh, passports and immunization records when it comes to COVID for entrance in the convention, but also interior, there are some uh, smaller pockets where you can put in an ID or card or some cash or something of that nature. The bag is very well constructed. It has a lot of pockets to store different things and it's a size that i think will fit both men and women it is large enough that a man could use it for an everyday backpack for things that he needs to take and it is small enough for a woman where this could possibly replace a purse or another bag that they usually carry with them so i've really enjoyed my time with this bag it is definitely a bag i will use very consistently going forward one of the things that i am not accustomed to per se because i am not someone who really partakes in these sort of brands is the compliments that i received based on this bag that was very unusual for me uh, I don't get compliments on my accessories and my bags, usually as my suits or my bow ties and things of that nature. But there were many people, particularly at the con, who really talked about how nice the bag was, how nice the bag looked with my overall um, attire when I was in cosplay, even when I was not, how it just worked for the style that I was putting out there. Also, there was one gentleman who talked about how not just it was a nice bag where he worked for coach and he is always in awe about the quality of the products that they put out. And that bag, particularly in that style of bag is is really of a higher quality than what you would think even for the price tag. So I thought that to be very interesting with the comments that I received during that time. All in all, I like the bag. I like the bag a lot. Is the bag worth $350? I don't know. Uh, That is everyone's determining of value is slightly different would i go out and run and buy this bag for 350 no is it worth 350 i think that's really up to you to decide i think that if you feel like it's worth 350 then it's definitely worth it Uh, i can see why it costs that much outside of just the blatant logos all over it and also i can only imagine the markup on it but it is it is a high quality bag and that is something i cannot get away from regardless of the price regardless of the endless amount of uh, promotion you're giving to the company the bag itself is really nice quality and you you will not go wrong with that it is definitely based on what i've seen so far it is something that will last you years it's a backpack you will buy then more than likely will last you years to come you won't be buying another backpack like that one anytime soon so that's my take on the Coach Backpack 24, charter backpack 24 in signature canvas tan rust color. Moving on some luxury bags, let's talk about some luxury fragrances. Now last week I talked about Yasuke, I forget, Yasuke from harmony fragrances and this week i'm going to go back to the world of harmony fragrance but this time we're looking at loki yes a fragrance inspired by the norse trickster himself now with this one you're going to find notes of jasmine citrus white musk chamomile herbs spices peppermint vanilla tobacco leather spanish mahogany teakwood sea salt and grass now even just from that note description it seems like it plays tricks on your nose as to what sort of fragrance it's supposed to be now it's described as loki has been described as a full day at the spa he has been described as having peaceful transitions he transforms in a way that is so smooth and seamless at each moment of the day loki is giving a different personality he transitions like a mood ring you only notice it once the next note is on full display he is truly a master of bringing chaos and this is the description from harmony's website itself but with that note breakdown and description i totally understand why it's described that way it is a fragrance that is definitely going to play tricks on your nose present different things shape shift throughout today to be you know somewhat earthy and floral uh with the herb spices and jasmine then be very um sultry and masking with tobacco and leather, and then a bit airy with the sea salt and the grass and the citrus. So I am definitely excited for this fragrance. I'm looking forward to getting my nose on it. So that's the fragrance of the week, Loki by Harmony Perfumes. Now, what am I wearing today? Today I've gone back to the world of Chris Collins. In this case, I am wearing Dance Sauvage. With this one, you can find top notes of cognac, plum, and saffron. Heart notes of pepper, chili, and rose, and then base notes of cedarwood, vanilla. And oud. It is described as um, inspired by the wild exotic performances of Black Venus in 1920s 30s. The booze and spices of the scent has a power, the power to bewitch. A blend of plum, cognac, and chili notes will envelop you in mystery and charm, leaving others feeling drunk off your presence i can definitely see that i am about i don't know five or six hours into wearing the fragrance today and for me i am definitely getting more so of the oud and the vanilla and the cedar the cognac on the top was really nice and intoxicating which is what i expect especially combined with the plum and the saffron for me the pepper and chili went and rose went far too quickly i i got more of the pepper in that mid note than the chili in the rose but for me especially with how my nose is really de- detecting and loving oud right now it's, it's all about the base for me so that's what i'm wearing right now and that is dance savage from chris collins and of course we just finished what i'm wearing and we are now um at the end of our program be sure to check out our patreon as well as our affiliate links for pete and pedro to get 10% off of anything in the store in the show notes be sure to check us out weekly on the nrw checkpoint with my man brian sav talking about this week's latest in gaming check us out on social media on instagram at Webster style and so and geek on twitter at Webster style and on on tiktok and underscore webstyle be sure to check out anything and everything that is webstyle at webstyle.com and of course drop us an email at info at Magazine.com. remember everybody stay safe out there and be
1: blessed okay i might over the edge sky Tuesday. Had to be Bowtie Thursday. Had to be. White Wednesday? Uh I don't Well I know last time. Well I wore polka dot you didn't Miss right, million on them hills killing them, but I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bowtie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels Acting like Whoa. you don't know the rules up in the workplace. My side remind you it was till on your birthday. Don't get Whoa. me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays. Whoa. And you picked the hell of it for the church day. Let's say Whoa. you picked the risk game for it. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchased. Pick a color scheme that can match your berry corset. Yeah. Berry cream, yeah. cream yeah. berry cream, yeah. get cream. berry cream. Yeah. Cause No one man should have all that styling. Take it out, clothes on the floor pile. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. Cause no one man should have all that styling Take it out, clothes on the floor pal and no one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. us see what it seems. If it is what it seems. Do it Chicks really? be looking yeah. thick leggings, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Take a hint though, don't try to get me at a moment. Copement no. no. though, smoking hot, rocking this pen. So thin, tie hairline looking like a stencil. So no, no lie. of am in your utensil. So thin, stroke, plain dang, homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang bang, honey. <laughs> See them plain James honey, plain James plain them lame friends plain funny. James we tell funny. It, fit it crazy like that thing came on me. Hey, like a main vein running blood color lips smashing with the hand, clutch money holding back, kind of funny can you tell me what's the project of the range rover hang on me when we walking looking Gucci, like that thing sprayed on me walking with a lip like an ankle sprained on me yeah i rocked the again. she don't really want me because, because one man should have all that style on the. Take it out. Take it out. on the floor. So take it and No off, One me. girl should fit it, it out in them me. jeans. Take it, so take it take up take and let me take take see take what's under them scenes. It, hey. hey. Let me, let me see. Let me see. Let me, let me see. Ain't my phenomenon in the middle of my Ain't, ain't my phenomenon in the middle of my law. There's no one man should have all that style. Take it off, clothes on the floor, pal, and the one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. Oh, you want to, oh, I completely read that wrong.